Section 13 of Going Abroad, Some Advice. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty B. Going Abroad, Some Advice by Robert Luce. Somewhat Financial, Part 2. Where to Buy Specialties to Advantage. It is chiefly by reason of specialties that European shopping can rightfully attract American buyers, not alone because special application to any one industry by a large part of the people of a locality is sure to make its price cheap, but also because an excess of production results in greater latitude for selection. Geneva may again illustrate, for besides watches, it makes a specialty of music boxes, and nowhere else can you find such a variety at such cheap prices of other specialties the tourist will do well to buy tortoiseshell coral and lava in naples wood carving in switzerland the black forest sorrento norway and sweden olive wood articles at the italian lakes silver and gold filigree work in genoa cameos mosaics and many other kinds of ornaments in florence venice and rome florence being the cheapest pearls and turquoises in rome and florence the cheaper stones amethyst topaz cairngorns etc in switzerland and scotland toilet articles soaps perfumes sponges etc in the german cities and in paris venetian glass of course in venice artistic plaster in paris hammered brass in northern africa porcelain pictures in lucerne and dresden letter paper in london umbrellas in milan or switzerland artificial flowers in paris furs in germany or scandinavia woolen underwear in london and germany silk underwear in sorrento milan and france gloves in naples genoa milan paris and london linen handkerchiefs etc in belfast embroidery in rennes and other breton towns laces in venice seville and belgium the prices for real valenciennes being somewhat lower in Bruges and Ghent than in Antwerp and Brussels. Silks in Lyon and in Genoa, Milan and other places in northern Italy. Visitors often buy in the Italian lake towns plaid silk shawls to take home for waists. A shawl large enough to furnish material for a blouse may generally be bought for less than an equal amount of silk sold by the yard. Cutlery, old silverware and Sheffield plate in London engravings and all reproductions in berlin it will be noticed that in the foregoing list the names of italian cities predominate it is the general rule abroad that as you go south prices drop the easier it is to live the lower the price the workman will take and the easier it is to live the more children and so the more competition for work that is why italy abounds in bargains tariffs and taxes appear to affect the matter very little neither free trader nor protectionist can justifiably be made more partisan by a journey through europe rather he is likely to return with the impression that the tariff is a less important political issue than he had supposed when you can buy things cheaper in high tariff and tax-ridden italy than in no tariff england and when holland without any industry to protect is the dearest country of all what can you argue explain too if you can why Paris should be one of the costliest places in the world. It would be equally hard to explain why all America thinks Paris the cheapest place in the world, 
and why it is the mecca of every fair shopper to be sure its dressmakers set the fashion for all womankind though its women are not the best dressed that honor belonging to the americans who with their own good taste modify parisian ideas outside the costuming establishments as a shopping city it does not begin to compare with new york it hasn't so many elegant shops the shop windows are not so attractive the system of doing business is not so convenient and the prices are not so reasonable in neither of its two great department stores the bon marche and the louvre did i notice any department excelling in variety or quality of stock similar departments in the big stores of boston americans who dwell in paris will unanimously advise their countrymen and particularly their countrywomen to buy necessary things anywhere else rather than there particularly in the matter of all cotton goods is it wasteful for the traveler to postpone expenditure till the ocean has been crossed we grow the cotton we have the best mills and we undersell the world in all footwear too we are in the lead foreign boots and shoes of equal quality being higher in price inferior in style and less comfortable in fit in the art of window dressing our merchants have gone far ahead of those in paris london and all other foreign cities this is chiefly due to a difference in shopping methods in london for example it is common for buyers to go from window to window till they see what they want and so the merchant crowds into his window as many things as he can regardless of the general effect the department stores to be found in london paris and a few other cities have fixed prices but save in germany they are almost the only foreign stores that do the farther south you go the more you must beat down and by the time you reach oriental countries a quarter of the price demanded is what should be given be patient and firm and you will get the article at that figure in the smaller italian stores the proprietor can be forced down from a quarter to a third if you give him what he asks he is ashamed of himself for not having asked more in the larger stores a discount of ten or fifteen per cent is not hard to get swiss prices fluctuate according to the persistence of the buyer bargaining is half the fun of buying laces in brussels do not proclaim that you are an american on this point deceive the shopkeeper if your knowledge of the language will let you foolish americans have spread abroad the notion that all americans are fabulously rich and prices jump up the moment a customer's american origin is betrayed a friend among the natives of the city where you maybe can save you considerable amounts by buying for you what you have decided to purchase i had gathered the impression while touring in germany that it was an exception to the continental rule of a flexible price list and that the same charges prevailed for native and foreigner but i am informed that in all german cities where americans reside in any number such as berlin and dresden they are systematically overcharged from thirty to sixty per cent in everything moreover it is asserted that german courts do not deal out even-handed justice in matters where tradespeople are at issue with foreigners as for that litigation is not cheerful for the american anywhere on the continent for instance the story goes that in venice an american visited a dealer in antique furniture and saw a very beautiful set of carved furniture the price was twelve thousand lira he ordered a duplicate of the set which was on exhibition and as a guarantee of his responsibility paid the dealer two thousand lira 
the dealer pocketed the money and never filled the order the american consul attempted to compel him to manufacture the goods and forward them but he insolently refused to do so and he also refused to return the money the court showed no disposition to help the american and the money was lost on the other hand many a continental shopkeeper will tell you that no american ever cheated him as a consequence it is easy for an american to get trusted but the credit practice is as foolish abroad as it is at home everywhere a cash bargain is the better for the buyer in certain german towns they are quick to imprison foreigners if it is suspected that they intend leaving the country before settling their accounts the confidence of the european shopkeeper astonishes the american tradespeople never refuse to send goods to a hotel for inspection and frequently invite the opportunity the milliners of london and paris will gladly deliver a dozen boxes of hats that one may keep a day before selecting and apparently have not the least fear that a few hours wear will be borrowed likewise they will deliver shoes underwear anything else if you don't like it return it the beau marche in paris won some of its reputation by the rule that uninjured goods may be returned at any time in exchange for the original price and instances are told of returns made a year after the purchase though so much leniency is not universal it is the custom abroad to refund the money for goods returned seldom is any deposit asked for goods that are ordered for future delivery in Rennes, we were in bicycle costume with no luggage in sight except what was on our wheels and yet the embroidery merchant seemed pleased to take an order without deposit for some articles to overtake us by mail that we were not to accept if they did not suit our fancy though the making of them meant several days of labor i hear a good deal of grumbling about purchases made abroad and shipped direct to an american address not because of the dealer's bad faith but because of the charges for broker's commission warehouse storage cartage steamship transportation tariff freight and so on which make it extravagant to buy abroad in this manner anything that can be duplicated at home no matter how alluring may be the foreign prices the dealer's assurance that the article will be safely delivered in chicago new orleans or where you please is all right and perhaps he believes what he says when he declares that the cost will be trifling but that is not the fact never take a guide or professional interpreter when you go shopping on the continent you will always get a commission on what you buy and it will come out of you all the big stores have somebody who speaks english in the little shops if you haven't mastered the oral use of the numerals of the country which should be your first duty on entering it a pencil and paper will bring into play the arabic numerals common to all civilized lands collectors of curios and antiques must everywhere abroad be on their guard against deception the germans have large and prosperous factories for making antique lamps corroded bronzes rusty swords battered armor ancient potteries all sorts of relics and these are shipped to the appropriate place for their sale it is said that a german factory is hard pressed to supply the bullets that are dug up on the battlefield of waterloo the turkish fez is made in germany beware the saturday half holiday in england it is universal the year round as much observed as sunday so don't count on doing any shopping then no business is done on the four bank holidays easter monday whit monday the first monday in august and december twenty sixth 
most important of all shopping advice to the tourist is this buy what you want when you see it don't indulge the american tendency to wait a while in the hope of finding the same thing at a better price nine times out of ten you will not come across it again so when a thing strikes your fancy and the price is not exorbitant take it then and there souvenirs and photography to spend money on souvenirs lacking utility may be folly but it is charming folly given to friends presents from abroad that may not have cost a franc are prized as if they were jewels partly because of the glamour that surrounds everything european partly because they show that distance did not drown friendship kept by yourself mementos of travel refresh its memories they are needed even though it may seem to the traveller when entranced by foreign scenes that he can never forget them photographs best serve this purpose and he does well who is lavish in their purchase many travellers on returning regret that they bought photographs of different sizes for it is hard to preserve them attractively in an album or any other form as many desirable views cannot be found in any other but the common eight by ten size it is preferable to get them all of those dimensions of course they should be bought unmounted the cards being awkward and bulky to pack those that cost half a franc ten cents in italy will cost a franc in paris and a shilling in london in switzerland they are cheaper than in paris and dearer than in italy but better than either paris or italy indeed to my mind the swiss photographs are the best ordinarily exposed for sale in europe by going to the maker you can get the widest scope for selection and fresher pictures than those to be found on the shop counters but that is not important enough to warrant inconvenience since the hand camera using films has been perfected it is worth while taking your own views but not of places of which you can buy photographs it is foolish for the amateur to start out with the idea of photographing all the fine buildings and beautiful landscapes he may see in nine cases out of ten his pictures will cost more and be poorer than those he might buy at home it is well enough to experiment and practice abroad time is too precious for that so it is more important to snap the shutter at views with personal interest than at those with artistic value the outlook from your hotel window a country railway station the flower market a peasant costume the diligence in which you crossed an alpine pass glimpses from a railway car the strand or the avenue de l'opera at midday a neapolitan cab driver your hotel at venice such are the subjects that will always pleasantly refresh your own memory and make your descriptions more enjoyable to the friends at home these friends will be bored if you talk about the louvre the falls of the rhine the pantheon st mark's what they want to hear about is the life abroad and an impertinent beggar arouses their interest more than the venus de medici so if you take pictures for any but a purely selfish purpose always have life in them and the more odd and grotesque that life the better for that matter every photograph should have a living being in it man woman child or animal both for the sake of animation and to give the eye a standard of measurement don't be afraid of getting too near your subject it is not worth while to carry abroad a camera using plates the film camera is bulky enough goodness knows and many a time you will wish it at the bottom of the sea yet on the whole you will be glad of having taken it the four by five size best combines good work and portability 
but after trying it on one tour and a folding pocket on another i incline toward the smaller one on the score of convenience particularly if it is to be carried on a bicycle its pictures do not average so well in excellence but they serve the purpose that is they suffice to recall the scenes and to help entertainment larger sizes than the four by five are cumbersome and fatiguing films can be secured in any large city of europe but a connoisseur advised me to get them all here unless a trip of many months was contemplated as he said that though the foreign films are made from the same formula somehow they do not produce so good results as a precaution however it will be wise before starting to get from the american manufacturers lists of their foreign agencies if the films are taken from here have them delivered in tin canisters to protect them from the dampness of the sea voyage if the larger rolls are taken better expose two or three from each roll before starting and develop them to make sure that they are perfect the man who has never used a hand camera does a very foolish thing if he starts off on a long journey without any preliminary practice it is all very well to advertise you push the button and we do the rest but pushing the button isn't all of it by any means the combinations of speed of shutter and sizes of stops require a clear understanding and some experience before the best results are attained the art is not difficult it is an easy thing to use a hand camera after you know how but even the simplest processes will confuse a novice and it is a pity to carry a camera over all europe go to the bother of hunting for good subjects and come back to find that through ignorance of some apparently trivial thing you have spoiled half your films when intelligent people beginning to use a camera in spite of the plainest directions will point it toward the source of light or press the button without removing the dust slide or cap it seems clear that a little teaching by experience is essential it is often thought that in buying a camera the securing of a good lens is the all-important thing and that the mechanism of the shutter is a minor detail i didn't think so when my shutter refused to work in the alhambra a place of all places where a camera in good condition seemed most desirable it turned out that the wooden base of the shutter mechanism had been swollen during the ocean voyage so that something was thrown out of gear and a camera that had done long and excellent work in america was for a while not worth a cent nobody could be found with knowledge enough of hand cameras to repair this one and it was weeks before my own struggle with the thing in spare moments got that shutter into condition again moral have your camera thoroughly examined by an expert in such matters before you start wherever there is a film agency you can get your films developed but the foreign work in this line is not equal to the american and it is better to wait till you get back yet it may be wise to have one or two films developed now and then to see that the shutter is working right and that the film has not been damaged post express and telegraph all european countries as well as the united states and canada are now in the postal union and the rates from any one country to any other are virtually the same corresponding in the coinage of the country in question to the following on mail matter sent from the united states letters each half ounce five cents postal cards two cents newspapers books and other printed matter each two ounces one cent commercial papers packets not in excess of ten ounces for each two ounces or fraction thereof five cents 
packets in excess of 10 ounces for each two ounces or fraction thereof one cent samples of merchandise packets not in excess of four ounces two cents packets in excess of four ounces for each two ounces or fraction thereof ten cents registration fee on letters or other articles ten cents in the states we have for some time been accustomed to an ounce as the weight limit on the minimum letter rate and do not at first appreciate how in foreign correspondence the half ounces count up at five cents apiece but a lesson or two will soon teach the wanderer the wisdom of falling into the general habit abroad of using thin paper and light envelopes for the letters sent home but those who would conform to the usage of society would hardly employ that sort of paper in answering invitations or in any formal correspondence with persons in the country where the letter was written postal cards are a great convenience to those who feel under obligations to keep their relatives constantly informed as to their whereabouts and welfare they are easily carried easily handled and when closely written can convey a surprising amount of information be careful though that you buy neither cards nor stamps beyond the quantity you are likely to use in the country where you may be for they are useless in any other country the postal union will not be perfect till its cards and stamps can be used anywhere within its limits if postage is not fully prepaid on matter going from one place in the united states to another in the same country only the balance due is collected of the receiver but on matter going from one country to another twice the balance due is collected that is if your home correspondent puts on a two cent stamp instead of a five cent stamp you must pay six cents to get the letter this seldom means much on letters but on merchandise and printed matter it may amount to a good deal for the youth studying abroad on a very small allowance stories are told at the same time laughable and pathetic of heavy excess postage payments on christmas cards and gifts amounting to much more than the original cost of the articles of course thoughtful people will always prepay all mail matter and will be equally careful to enclose a stamp when asking a reply from any stranger when you send home books periodicals newspapers or manuscript not personal in nature which go at printed matter rate be sure that the parcel is open at both ends and tied with a string so that it can be examined if the customs officials so wish merchandise must also be packed so that it can be examined in england at any rate and i presume in all other countries every parcel going out of the country must have a customs declaration respecting the contents this must be on a form obtainable at any post office the duties cannot be prepaid but are collected on delivery articles of trivial value will probably run the gauntlet without interference no cautious shipper ever sends a package by mail or in any other manner without having his own address on it that he may stand some chance of recovering the goods in case the person addressed cannot be found in the united kingdom compensation for loss or damage to an amount not exceeding ten dollars will be given without payment of any special fee a certificate of posting has been obtained the safest way to have one's mail come is in care of a banker next in point of safety are pensions next hotels post restante is understood everywhere as the equivalent of our general delivery for letters it is commonly safe though it may be bothersome if the postmaster chooses to demand identification this rarely happens but when it does the passport comes in handy 
to have parcels or newspapers addressed to the post restante is not safe for several weeks of a bicycle tour in france i failed to receive a single newspaper so addressed though many were sent to me and though the officials repeatedly averred that there was no intention to abuse the newspaper mail my belief is that my papers were all thrown away in the office of receipt as soon as i returned to the use of bankers addresses the papers began reaching me all right bankers are exceedingly obliging in these matters they will send letters or papers after one from place to place all over the continent till they catch up with the traveller the tourist agencies are not so certain in this regard at any rate in the summer time for though doubtless their intentions are of the best they are then so overworked that what probably seems the least important thing the mail gets slighted by the way when calling for mail at the post restante you will better write your name and hand it through the wicket just remember how hard you find it to understand a foreign name when spoken to yourself letter writing is as great a nuisance to the tourist as letter receiving is a delight if one could only convince his home friends that it is so much better for them to give than to receive that they ought to permit the correspondence to be wholly one-sided many an hour would not be begrudged from seeing studying or resting the novice in travel is profuse and promises to write and seldom keeps them let the stay at home have charity the post office department calculates on eight days for the transmission of mail from new york to london paris or bremen ten days to glasgow and as follows to other european cities by way of london nine days to amsterdam antwerp berlin hamburg madrid rome rotterdam ten days to st petersburg stockholm vienna eleven days to constantinople twelve days to athens thirteen days to alexandria letters or telegrams sent to passengers on the atlantic liners should be addressed in care of the company and bear the name of steamer and date of sailing otherwise they will be held at the office until claimed unless by happy chance the name is recognized as that of a passenger which will be seldom letters intended to reach passengers by mail steamers touching at queenstown on the way to america should be addressed in care of the commander of the boat in question and should in great britain be posted as registered letters not later than the morning of the day the boat is to leave liverpool europe has no express system corresponding precisely with ours that is to say it has no large express companies that monopolize the quick transportation of parcels unaccompanied by the owner part of the work is done by the various governments through development of the parcels post system that the united states has not yet adopted part of it is done by the railroad companies themselves a small part of it is done by forwarding agents who stand more in the position of shippers and receivers than in that of transporters our uniform merchandise mail rate of a cent an ounce with a four pound limit contrasts markedly with the english rates ranging from six cents for a pound or less to twenty four cents for eleven pounds the limit and still more with the swiss rates by which to send a forty four pound package costs only thirty cents and it is cheaper to send almost anything portable by post than in any other way to mail a travelling bag in switzerland is common the railways of great britain have two rate scales for parcels and merchandise one applying if they are forwarded by passenger train the other if by goods train or what we call freight train likewise there is a double classification on the continent for forwarding by grand vitesse big quickness as it is called in france or by petite vitesse little quickness 
the big quickness has little quickness enough goodness knows a slangy american would say that one way was slow and the other dead slow the british prices for forwarding by passenger train range from eight cents for two pounds any distance to sixty cents for twenty four pounds going two hundred miles this is lower than our express rates on small packages and higher on the large packages continental roads figure it in the same way taking both weight and distance into account with rates of the same general range freight rates petite vitesse are of course much lower but it is not safe to use them if delivery more than a month later would be embarrassing though the goods may go through in two or three days it is more likely to take as many weeks and instances of as many months are not unknown as the railroads cater for a parcels business they maintain many receiving offices the london and northwestern for example has nearly forty scattered through london sixty in birmingham as with our express system parcels are called for on notification at any of these offices and delivered without extra charge paris too is dotted with receiving offices of the railroads and in all the cities one can find a bureau in the business center where he can arrange about forwarding things without having to go to the station which is usually on the edge of the town there are a few large concerns doing the business of forwarding agents their chief service to the tourists consists in the combination of storing with forwarding and in their care of customs matters where things are sent across a boundary for storing a trunk in london one of these concerns charge me a shilling a month for attending to transportation their fee in addition to the transporting charge is equally reasonable but implicit faith is no more to be put in them than in one of our express companies for instance two young women who had ordered a trunk forwarded to liverpool and held to the time they were to sail sent directions early enough by mail as to the boat on which it was to be put they reached liverpool on saturday afternoon the half holiday time to find no trunk on the steamer and the place of the forwarding agent closed messengers hunted for him in vain and the young women perforce returned to the united states without any trunk we sympathized with them and fellow passengers lent them things but they were not happy and no wonder such mischances are rare but they do happen now and then to people who put a blind faith in providence and run for luck when a forwarding agent is asked to send a trunk or any locked article across a frontier be sure to give him the key that the customs authorities may examine the contents he is responsible for seeing that nothing is purloined in the course of this process the key is not needed when you forward anything by a railway company in bond such as a trunk from paris addressed in care of the steamer at the foreign port from which you are to sail by the way purchases or clothing found to be superfluous can be forwarded to the steamship office at your sailing port and will there be held till you call for them of course one should be careful that his trunk or parcel is properly labeled or tagged with label or tag likely to stay in place if charges are prepaid it is wise to see that the label is properly stamped to this effect or to notify the consignee carelessness in this regard cost me double on a bag sent from london to a liverpool hotel it is just as well not to prepay luggage thus sent to a hotel will be paid for by the landlord who will take the chances of your turning up to reimburse him one need be less on his guard against double charging and imposition in norway and sweden than anywhere else dishonesty there is the rare exception a vehicle broke down between post stations 
and there was nothing to do but pile the luggage beside the road and walk on to the next station but this baggage expostulated the american will it be safe scanning the heavens the norwegian driver replied i don't think it will rain he could imagine no other danger the best way to transmit money from one country to another in any amount up to a hundred dollars is by international money order it is safe to reckon on a cost of a cent for each dollar transmitted with a minimum cost of ten cents money may be sent home in this way or the remitter can send express orders to cable money is rather costly in the matter of the telegraph as well as in that of the parcel post the european is far ahead of us at least in the matter of cost though the publicists who contend for the private ownership of the telegraph and telephone maintain that our plan secures the more efficient service but whether or not the foreigner gets his telegrams transmitted as quickly and accurately certainly the work is done for him at a price which makes the use of the wire far more common than with us telegrams may be sent from any one place in the united kingdom to any other therein at the rate of twelve cents for the first twelve words and a cent for each additional word to france germany holland or belgium for four cents a word to switzerland italy or austria for six cents a word to spain for eight cents a word in great britain the address of the receiver is charged for but not that of the sender when written on the back of the telegraph form the charge includes delivery within the town postal limits or within one mile of a head office beyond that limit the charge is twelve cents a mile for the first three miles if three or more miles at the rate of twenty four cents a mile from the office door in france telegrams cost a cent a word with a minimum charge of ten cents and the rate is not much higher in any of the european countries commonly visited all the european cities have telephone systems and there is a long-distance telephone from london to paris but how much farther the system may by this time have been extended i am not informed cable rates between new york city and the principal countries of europe are belgium france germany great britain holland twenty five cents a word switzerland thirty cents italy and sicily thirty two austria and hungary thirty four denmark and norway thirty five malta servia and rumania thirty six turkey thirty seven greece thirty eight sweden and portugal thirty nine spain forty gibraltar and russia forty three to these must be added the american telegraph tolls from the seaboard and the foreign tolls from the chief city the address and signature are included in the chargeable matter and the length of words is limited to fifteen letters when a word is composed of more than that every additional fifteen letters or fractions thereof will be counted as a word to save expense in the matter of address it is the custom to file at your home office any combination of letters chosen arbitrarily with which your street address or that of your business house relative or friend is registered for example before leaving home go to the telegraph office and direct that any message coming for smilax boston or new york or wherever it may be shall be delivered to such and such an address further economy is secured by the use of a cable code wherein words are indexed to signify whole sentences or at least a considerable part of sentences if you have one copy and your correspondence its mate long messages can thus be transmitted by the use of a very few words the ground is admirably covered by the adams cable codex which is published at eighty four state street boston at fifty cents and will be forwarded on receipt of price 
or it may be ordered of the publishers of this volume in this codex is a word signifying a request to the publishers to translate the other words of the message and forward them to whatever address may be desirable so if one desires to communicate with anybody not having a codex he has but to cable the significant word to the cable address of the codex with the other code words of his message the cost of the book is saved several times over on the first message you may send informing anxious friends of your safe arrival and though you may not need to use it again yet if the occasion arises as from sickness at home business necessities or shortage of funds the saving will be very considerable end of section thirteen